hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with REMAX Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin. Good morning. Yes, Rob Golfie in studio, Philip Golfie in studio as well. They are sales representatives with REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. If you have a question for the Golfie team or you want us to tackle a particular topic on a future episode, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. Again, that email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Uh, they're on Twitter and Instagram. You can find them on the handle at robgolfie and check out the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And while you're on it, give it a like. Don't forget, you could subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Past episodes can also be found online at robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. Host of topics to get to today, what impact is the slowing housing market going to have on our economy? We'll talk about CMHC with uh, somewhat of a dire prediction regarding Canadian real estate. Alternative lenders playing a bigger role in Canada's real estate market. Also talk about uh, some intriguing uh, statistics or a statistic regarding existing mortgages in Canada. And coming up in a matter of minutes, a new study saying Hamilton homebuyers should invest in the central and eastern parts of the lower city. But we'll begin with some uh, current statistics that you brought in uh, this morning. Yeah, so far, I mean, we're not uh, totally over with the... uh the end of the month with the final, final numbers. But uh, I was just going through some numbers. In Hamilton, um, the number of sales, the number of units sold uh, based from last year in April so far, 41% down. And wow. uh, it's, 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 it's a strong number. Yeah. So so 41% uh, less homes have sold uh, for... Um, for um, uh, in April for the in Hamilton. So this is this April compared to last year. In exactly. April. Now okay. now I did the numbers um, based on the first four months of this year. So yeah. from January first till today. Today, um, the average sale price in uh, in 2017 was 517,902 dollars. This year we're at 497 thousands five hundred and ninety seven dollars so we're only down three percent in average sale price which is not bad three percent yeah i mean and i think i think once we get into june july that number is going to climb and we'll be we'll be ahead of uh, last year's number in average sale price but uh in burlington um again uh they're down uh they're down about 41 percent also in uh unit sales in unit sales Mm -hmm. but in burlington the average sale price uh last year uh, was eight hundred thousand one hundred eighty-two dollars. Now this year it's seven hundred fourteen thousand and fifty-four dollars. So they're down eleven percent, which I mean eleven percent is quite a bit, especially right. if you're looking at uh, move-in refinancing or anything uh, equity-wise. You, yeah. you know, you know, and in real dollars, I mean that's seventy-five grand compared <laughs> it, to Hamilton. I think it was twenty grand. Difference, that, that's right. right? So that's, that's right. That's a pretty right. big difference. And then and then I just wanted to see what the numbers were in Niagara. So this is based from Grimsby all the way through the Niagara Peninsula. 
Um, unit sales, uh, just for the month of April, were down 37%. Now, and I did uh, an average sale price uh, from January to the end of April, uh, well, to today. Um, and last year, the average sale price was $401,791. This year, it's $411,676. We're up 3%. Right. So that shows you the Niagara area is 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 affordable, uh, but Hamilton is, is still strong. Like it's uh, there's still a lot of a lot of good real estate out there, affordable real estate and and decent prices. Like mm-hmm. um, you know, and what's dry, actually? So I was just reading an article, and it says first time home buyers are driving are the driving force behind the real estate market in Hamilton Burlington region in 2018, which has has decreased slightly over 2017 but is expected to rise by 5% by June 2018. Single millennials and young families make up the majority of this demographic, and it's true. People, uh, the baby boomers, they're only moving if they have to move. They're not, you know, if they, if, they, if, it, if it works out, the numbers work, it's great. I was just at a house the other day, and uh, it was in Dundas, and uh, they were looking at selling. Their house, you know, uh, is probably seven hundred thousand, and they couldn't believe what bungalows are going for. <laughs> so, and I go, it is, it's a typical textbook, ans- uh, you know, response I get from uh, from uh, a baby boomer. And uh, so we have to educate them on uh, what's happening right. with, with the bungalows. Yeah, there's that there's that one example in Ancaster. There was there hasn't been one house in that neighborhood that sold over nine fifty. This bungalow comes up for one point one and ends up going into competition and selling for over <laughs> yeah. asking price. Yeah, wow. and, and, and and people couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's, they, it's there's these you know two story you know thirty five hundred square foot homes done to the nines. Yeah, completely done, and this bungalow comes up. I, yeah, it's it about two thousand square feet. Yeah, and wow. the, uh, listed at one point one and went into competition and sold for over asking price wh- in three days. What are what is the expectation of boomers when they're looking at a property like that? They want something nice that they can move in, like half they a million, and, and they don't care if they pay, overpay. Oh, really? Okay. They, it, yeah, they they don't care. Yeah. I had one guy says, "Rob, I, I says I said you're overpaying." He goes, "I don't care. This is what I want." <laughs> <laughs> so well, they're at that stage I, in their life. Yeah, they have money. The kids are yeah, out. Yeah. They got lots of cash in the bank, and, <laughs> yeah. and they just you know they they. And they've been looking. Now that's an educated buyer. Yeah, he has been looking. But he knows that that there's not a lot of houses like that that come onto the market. Right. right? Some so, of those people look, you know, six, seven, eight months, two years. They keep yeah. on looking. They keep on looking. Yeah. And, and and when something comes up, and then and then I tell the people that if you're selling, like, so that guy in Dundas, I said. Um, he's thinking, oh, maybe if I wait, my house value will go up. Well, I go, so will that bungalow. Sure. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, yeah. so, so the market's going up at the same time. I said, so if you're if you're buying, if you're selling and buying in this market, um, it, it it just balances it's a wash. Out. It's, it's a wash. Out. And yeah. Same thing. So it, it, it the, the hardest part was the new buyers that came into the market in the first quarter last year, the first four months last year. They're the one. The, they're the ones that they're going to have to wait it out a bit to for the uh, for the equity to build up. To, you know, so because they they paid huge for their houses, they yeah. they paid big dollars. So, but I mean, it, it'll catch up. There's no doubt about it. So they just have to stay in their house uh, for seven years mm-hmm. instead of five years. <laughs> <laughs> I was on your uh, Instagram page uh, the other day, or maybe even yesterday, um, and there was a beautiful property in Grimsby, executive home, and you know, I'm, I'm watching the drone video, and it's just a, like decked out to the nines. I mean, the homeowners really did a nice job, and you guys did a nice job showcasing this home. And so I clicked on the you know view more for details, and I was shocked. Shocked at the price. I was and I wasn't shocked at the price, but it was eight ninety nine or something yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. But it's a gorgeous property, amazing location, and that's uh, 
I mean, but you can get a house like that in Grimsby, and you can go, uh, you know, something in the the four or five hundred thousand dollar range too, right? We yeah. got we got one uh, uh, possibly coming up in Grimsby. Uh, it's about uh, just over two thousand square feet, sprawling bungalow, mm-hmm. double size lot. Um, it's going to go between. Uh, we're we're going to price it probably between nine hundred to a million dollars, and uh, and it's a it's built in nineteen fifty wow. fifty nine or something like that, somewhere in that era. <laughs> And uh, so, but but yeah, there, it, somebody will somebody will buy that because yeah. it's got one floor, everything, laundry, everything, probably three bedrooms and all right. that. So that that'll be coming up. So we just we're looking at that to see what that's going to come up to. Why is Grimsby so attractive? I mean, aside from having really nice homes, um, it's uh, I don't know. They call it the Mini Oakville. Something. Right. It's, uh, it just. Just a small town. It was a farmer's town yeah. like 35 years yeah. ago, and now it just, you know, just people started moving in, and uh, and it just uh, housing prices like it's just a demand. We we started getting more and more people from Hamilton, Stony Creek, and Burlington moving into uh, Grimsby, even Toronto, uh, 10, 15 years ago. Now it's becoming a hot spot uh, for you know, and people love that small town mm-hmm. kind of feeling right. to go to. People yeah. love Grimsby. Like yeah. it's there's there's always this joke that when somebody moves to Grimsby, they never move out of it. There's always <laughs> they, they only move within it, right? right. They right. go like, from like the Stepford <laughs> step, what's a Stepford Wives uh, movie, you know, <laughs> yeah, when they yeah. move into Once the you get in, you never move into that. Yeah, it's but, a nice community. But yeah, people people love it. Like and, and I always like when somebody's move, moving from the GTA, they're not, you know, they might not be familiar with you know the Grimsby Beam Sills Vinelands. They don't. You know they. You know the the only thing they know about it is the signs they pass on the QEW. Other than that, mm-hmm. you know it's a five, never actually it's a there. five minute span, and they've right. never. Yeah. So once you kind of you know show somebody around Grimsby, it's you know a lot of people say yeah like this is especially this with is the it. wineries with yeah. the wineries yeah. all nearby. Their friends and family will visit them all the time, and then they spend a day going to the wineries. And you're still close enough to Toronto, like if. You know what I mean? Like you're—it's not like you're an hour and a half away. Like yeah. you can still get there at a close to the highway time. too. Yeah, right? and you're in oh. it. The, the QEW runs right through it. Yeah, you got the you got the lake, you got the escarpment, and you got all the amenities. Yeah, yeah. So everything's there. Yeah. Aside from Grimsby in Niagara, what's the next closest hot spot? Would it be St. Catharines? Would it be Beamsville? The, there, there are pockets in St. Catharines. Beamsville is going to be the next hot spot. Yeah. Um, a lot of people when they uh, are looking at Grimsby and if and they find Grimsby's a little bit pricey. Uh, Beams will be the second choice, and uh, you're going to see a lot of development. But now, now Beamsville is becoming pretty pricey now soon because mm. Lozani's got I think three, three hundred homes going up uh, in the uh, like he's got he owns a lot of land out there, so he's he's going to be developing quite a bit. A lot of the builders own a lot of land out there. I think there. Smithville, Smithville has <laughs> made you know um, their urban development plan is to is to continue to grow and continue to develop. There's tons of acreage that they have uh, they've given development zoning to. So there's a lot of people, a lot of a lot of developers sitting on on land that that is going to be developed up in Smithville, and yeah. and we've saw those, you know, we've seen the, yeah. even in comparison to Beamsville and Grimsby, I think we've seen the the Smithville prices increase more than than Grimsby and Beamsville <laughs> it, overall. It, it just depends, in terms of yeah. percentage. It, it just depends on how far they want to be from the Queenie, right? Like Smithville, you're about eight to ten minutes away from the Queenie. Uh, Beamsville, you're like you know less than five minutes to the Queenie. That's including getting a coffee at Tim Hortons. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, it just depends how far you want to be from the Queenie. You, we find more people that are from um, that area, West Lincoln, uh, Beamsville, 
and sometimes a lot of retirees that are mo- they're moving into Smithville. Hmm. Um, it just it just depends, you know, location wise. There's a lot of fog in Smithville. There's hmm. no doubt. You wake up in the morning, you better have fog lamps <laughs> it's on like your Cape cars. Fear. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, we started off with uh, some statistics. We have about a minute left uh, in this segment. Uh, the ice storm last weekend really had an impact on. Oh, on it it it, it really it really hurt the real estate market, no doubt. Um, I and I think it, it put a. Uh, I think people still have the chills from it because um, it, it kind of quietened down the real estate market quite a bit. Um, and I, I'm finding you have to be careful if you're holding offers on on certain properties because they're not some they're not getting multiple offers. So you have to be very careful and read the market very very well. Yeah. We have one that we're 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 putting on the market on the Hamilton Mountain, and we suggested two price. And we said you have to be very careful. And he had advice from three different agents, and we said watch this house, and we told him we'll give you the answer to this house that. Uh, one block over, and they, they put their uh, they put the house up for sale, and uh, they held offers. They didn't get any offers, mm-hmm. and we we predicted exactly what what was going to happen. So we we actually got the job. We're getting the job. We're signing the contract on uh, today actually, and uh, he uh, he was like, wow, like he, he couldn't believe it. So you have to be careful. You really have to be careful in pricing your home. There's no right. doubt about it. Uh, you can find that expertise uh, from the Golfie team. <laughs> Call them today at 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio this morning with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Instagram and Twitter, like the Facebook page as well. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can find past episodes on on robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. If you have a question for the Golfie team or you want us to tackle a particular topic in an upcoming episode, uh, email questions at robgolfie.com. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, what impact will the slowing housing market have on our economy? We'll talk about a dire prediction from the CMHC. Uh, Alternative lenders, we'll get into that a little later on. And we'll also talk about half of existing mortgages in Canada up for renewal this year, if you can believe it. Um, a new study says uh, Hamilton home buyers should invest in the central and eastern sections of the lower city. We tossed this around, uh, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago. That's right, that's right. About Crown Point and Ottawa yeah. Street being very popular. Um, so it's no surprise that this new study uh, from Money Sense is saying that uh, Crown Point East, Crown Point West, Ottawa Street area, these are the areas where people should be investing because they have the greatest opportunity there. They do. The prices are prices are steady, growing, but but affordable, and uh, and they're great neighborhoods, and they're and the neighborhoods are getting cleaned up by people moving in and fixing up the properties. So like there, a lot of opportunity. We've been saying that all all along, um, even uh, like three four years ago when people were moving in. Uh, I remember when the uh, the multiple offers. We're starting in 2016. You know, people are starting to come in with you know higher offers, and and people are going, wow, you know, that seems like a lot of money. 
it, it it was at the time, but now based on what everything else is priced at, it's it, it's still priced pretty good. Um, so, like Toronto buyers, are, like like I said, the millennials that are coming this way, they you know that are actually older millennials now. They're you know getting married and want to start a family. It's a perfect location for them, and the neighborhoods are getting all cleaned up. Uh, it's 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 a fantastic uh, you know S- South Central Hamilton is a great place to. I live. found this book. We had. There's a Hamilton book at our office. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm talking about. I got a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. so it's it was it was talking about the uh, the different. different neighborhoods in Hamilton and and you know where they see the city's going. And this was a book from like 25 years ago, 30 years ago. It's an old book. Yeah, yeah. And I, it talks I, about Lock Street and, and what it's going to become. Really, and it talks about all these all these streets. So as you're reading it, you know you're kind of looking back and you're looking at you know what. And and I swear to God, this book is was dead on. Wow. Like it was like. Everything this book had, and and you know, it was a ton of research, and it yeah. talked about these all these little pockets and what Hamilton's going to be like, and then you know, in, in the end of at the end of the book, it talks about the uh, the condos, right? And at the time when this book was you know written or developed right. or published, it was, condos it, weren't there, was, yeah, there wasn't even a con- I, I, yeah, there, and this was like thirty. They're looking 30, 40 years ahead. Oh my god! And well, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's hit, that far back, but yeah, it was quite a few years ago. Hmm. And I, and it's a book about everything about Hamilton. Yeah, like different pockets from, and everything from, from its mm-hmm. people to its real estate to its industry. To yeah. its, right. So who wrote the book? I don't know. I, I, I bought like, I don't know. I, I bought like, uh, I don't know, like a hundred books. And <laughs> just, just, put just, on to give shelves? Out, just to give out to people that were okay, moving okay. from out, of, came from out of town. Oh, I see. All this right. is years ago. And then, and I think, I, I don't know, I probably have like, I don't know, 10, 20 of them hanging around still. So I would give this book to uh, clients that were moving into Hamilton. And, you know, let's just say, just to give you a little bit of, uh, right. uh, you know, what's going on in Hamilton, what, 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 you know, what's Hamilton based out of. It would talk about, you know, like uh, the murder of Johnny Papalia <laughs> one corner, you know, over here. This is what happened so here. Give you the full scope of where <laughs> oh, not Oh, yeah, to you be. would literally get every detail <laughs> yeah. of, 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 of Hamilton. And uh, so I just, uh, I, I, for some reason, I, I just wanted to get it out, see if there was anything in there. And I just left it on the coffee table at home. And I guess Philip started uh, going through it and reading it. and uh, But there's some good information in there. And there's no, no doubt. And it just like, uh, you know, uh, we're talking about uh, future, what's happening. Well, what happened in Lock... Like, I lived on Lock Street in 1989. Uh, in 88, 89. So, like, just off Lock Street, Chatham Street. And when, it, when, when I was down there, things weren't, you know, it, it wasn't as good as it is today. But I, you know, I should have kept those houses. <laughs> but anyway, but, um, but otherwise, but now the next location where I really truly believe is going to be an up and coming area, especially uh, for uh, commercial real estate, is going to be Ottawa Street. That's that's starting to pick up, and mm-hmm. it's going to pick up pace. Five years from now, you're going to find Ottawa Street's going to be uh, unaffordable to even buy commercial uh, uh-huh. real estate. Well, Ottawa Street North right now is spectacular in terms of, you know, the antique shops. And, yeah. you know, you have some big box stores, you know, yeah, very yeah. nearby. So it's really diverse and has a lot of uh, things to offer uh, every shopper. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, they got a lot of, uh, lot of public parking in, the, in behind the, some, some uh, public parking and on the street parking. Mm-hmm. And I, dri- I drive down Ottawa Street pretty well almost every day. And uh, I and I see I see the transformation happening all all the time. I think it's a it's a it's a great location. It's hard for uh, GTA buyers going there because it's a little further away. They like to be closer to the west central west end yeah. of Hamilton. But that is going to be uh, the next hot spot. I, I'd say in the next five within the f- next five years. Are we seeing? You mentioned the GTA buyers. Are we seeing other types of buyers there? Uh, more so millennials, maybe some boomers who want to downsize. Yeah, boomers and local millennials that are 
are uh, born and raised in Hamilton right. and and working in Hamilton. Uh, a lot of them are staying. Uh, will stay around that mm-hmm. uh, Ottawa Street area, no doubt. Uh, this uh, article mentions that every neighborhood in the uh, top seventeen, uh, in terms of recommendations, was in the city's central and east end. It's eighteenth uh, to twenty-five picks were on the Hamilton Mountain. None of the top twenty-five were in the west end of the city, and I. I guess that basically too, looks too expensive. Too expensive, yeah. yeah. <laughs> too pricey. Yeah, it is. It is. It is very pricey out there, and it's just because of the student rentals and right. everybody. But it's, it's still a great place to live. Like we still see those houses going quick in the West right. End. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. quick. And, yeah. and it's a, it's you know people want to people want to live there. It's you, the first it's, choice, really. Yeah, it is the first it's, choice. Is it really? If if you can afford Southwest Hamilton, it, it's I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's great, uh, great community. Um, and it's it it's got everything you're looking for from right. shopping, walking around, parks, uh, buses, everything you want, and uh, quick Highway access, access yeah, quick right. access everything. to the Queenie and near the goal, near the goal. It's got everything, but it, it is pricey. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. But if you can afford it. I uh, go for it. Yeah. yeah. See, I would have guessed the mountain, but you mentioned the go. I mean, LRT is going to be another factor that yeah. comes along too. So, I mean, that West End is going to get probably even more attractive, yeah. but uh, on the flip side, more expensive too. A- absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to be tough for the first time buyer. You usually get the second. Second time, you know, once they got some equity, they're right. going to you know jump in there. Uh, okay, let's move on to our next topic. A new CIBC Capital Markets report suggests an estimated 47%, so nearly half, of all existing mortgages will need to be refinanced this year, substantially more than the 25-35% to 35% range in a typical year. This is this unbelievable. Is inter- yeah, this is this is interesting to see how this is going to affect the, the housing market. So a lot of people, when their term comes up, it's kind of it's a decision point as to where they're going to go next. A lot of people like to move because they don't have to pay a penalty on their mortgage. Um, some people will, will refinance their house and pull the equity that they've gained in that last five years. You know, and, and I'm just using five years because that's the average, you know, the most popular typical mortgage. Yeah, your yeah. typical mortgage term. So some people will, will refinance and pull, pull the equity out and maybe put the put the money back into the house or, or go on vacation. But it's going to be interesting to see how this affects the housing market, right? Are we going to see a lot more people moving because of this? you know, potentially, possibly, mm-hmm. um, or, or a lot of people are just going to kind of stay put and stay where it, where they are and, and, and refinance the house. So it's, you know, it, it's, it's, and it's interesting to see why, you know, why is there half of the mortgage coming up for renewal on, on you know, it's what happened five years ago to yeah. represent Yeah, this. that was 2013. What yeah. happened in 2013? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like, did everybody decide yeah. to A lot of people think it was because, I, you know, you know, during that, that small little recession that we went through, people refinanced then, mm-hmm. and then that's how everybody got on that same five-year kind of plan, the five-year mm-hmm. terms and five-year terms. You know right? what? The banks were probably looking at this thinking, wow, in five years, we're going to make a killing. Yeah. Right? Because everybody, well, well not everybody, everybody renew, and now they're, they're and they'll be renewing with a three, three and a quarter percent mortgage. Right. Yeah. So. And, but, but will this make the, you know, the financial institutions be more competitive up on their rates? Right? Mm-hmm. If everybody's coming up for renewal, that's a lot of business out there that's up for grabs, True. right? Who's yeah. going to be the most competitive on their rate? Because when it comes down to it, it's, you know, if, if you're going to, if you're just renewing your term, you know, rate, is probably the most important thing to you, yeah. right? Yeah. Rates have been going up though, so we'll see if this renewal this year kind of you know flips yeah. the switch. Yeah. yeah. Although it's, the Bank of Canada has said that you know 
higher rates are coming down the pipe this year, yeah. too. Uh, yeah, it'll probably raise a quarter percent, I think, probably in the next month or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, Interesting in terms of uh, deciding whether or not to move. And we were talking off air before the show, uh, because when whenever my mortgage is up for renewal, now mind you, I love my home, I'm, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to move, but I, I didn't get the sense that people want to move just because their mortgage is up. But they see that as an opportunity to, to start looking, I guess. It, it, yeah, it is. It is, because usually there's... Um, uh, a penalty if you uh, if you break your mortgage w- w- before the five years. Now, the problem there is, especially if you if the inter- if your interest rate on your mortgage is less than the interest rate. Uh, uh, no, so here's here's how it goes. If your interest rate is less than the going interest rate, your mortgage penalty is not that big. Okay, but let's say let's say you got a three and a half percent mortgage, and the interest rates are two two and three quarters. Mm-hmm you're going to pay a hefty penalty because they don't want to lose that mortgage that you're paying that three and a half or whatever percent. So so is, if interest rates are higher than what you're paying, the penalty is yeah, not going to be it, that big. It, it all depends. Like it, it, every mortgage is different. Like, you know, whether you bring in the credit unions or the B lenders or the privates, every penalty is going to vary. Every, every you know, I, I know the going one is three months um, interest differential, right? It's, you, you pay three months interest to get out of your mm-hmm. out of your term. That's or, right, yeah. or something three like that. Three month penalty. Yeah, and uh, but but every 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 mortgage is different. Every bank has their own little rules and guidelines. I know within the last five years, the credit unions have become more and more popular. Yeah, right. The credit unions, uh, um, especially in this area, have 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 grown. Right. Um, and have been able to compete with the big banks in terms of a, a, a mortgage lending institution. So. I think they're going to come, you know, they're going to come to the table and, and be able to play w- with with those guys, especially right now when they don't have the mortgage stress test. Um, if if those people, you know, want to move and 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 you know maybe take out a little bit more money and you know they they don't have to qualify under the mortgage right. stress test with the credit unit. So and if you're renewing with your current lender, you don't have to go through the stress test either, correct? Correct. Because you're yeah, just renewing. You just, exactly. you just renew and it just automatically yeah. goes. Yeah. yeah. And they're going to try to lock you in for another five years. Right. Because they want to secure that. Uh, I think the biggest question as a client. Is, is, is do you go variable or or closed or, or closed? closed yeah, or fixed. Fi- or fixed rate. Well, like, it depends how long you want to be uh, be at the house that you're at. Yeah, yeah. but I think I think historically variable rates up until like this year have always outperformed the fixed right. rate. Have always outperformed the fixed rate, meaning that that if you're if you went on a variable rate, you would you you would have been paying less. Yeah, less dollars in terms of a an interest. Well, um, monetary value. Yeah, the the fixed rate. I mean, banks are kind of hedging their bets in terms of whether they think, you know, in three, four, five years from now, whether that rate is going to go up or not. So that's why you're going to get a little bit of a higher rate over that five year term, right? Yeah, because well, they're they're kind of betting that it's interesting because the banks always borrow to lend, right? Right. So the banks are borrowing from the bank of Canada to lend it out to to consumers. So. As long as they're borrowing at a at a lesser interest rate yeah. than what they're lending, they're ahead of the game all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they enjoy making money. <laughs> yeah, their, their profits are always in the billions, and we're never surprised. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever seen a Canadian bank lose money. No, yeah, never. No. I, I don't think yeah. it's allowed. Uh, okay, uh, alternative <laughs> lenders. Uh, speaking of lenders, alternative lenders are playing a growing role in Canada's real estate market as the industry searches uh, for new sources of financing. Uh, risk-averse banks becoming uh, more picky, and investors looking for yield. So what's going on here with these alternative lenders? Yeah, so when the mortgage stress test came out, this is kind of what I what I thought was going to happen. A lot of people were going to go to a bank and the bank wasn't going to approve them. They, they they would have said, you know, the bank would say, hey, you know, if you came to me six months ago, I'd be able to get you approved. <laughs> they always say that. But now, because of this, this, and that, right. I can't get you approved. So that person isn't walking out of the bank and going home and, and saying, okay, I can't buy this house anymore. What they're doing is they're they're walking out of the bank 
making a phone call to the real estate agent and saying, hey, are you able to help me out with financing? Um, I didn't get approved by the bank. However, I, you know, I still want this house. I'm, I'm willing to, to uh, you know, look at other options, mm-hmm. right? So what happens then is, is people walk out of their bank and, and they're going to these alternative lenders um, who, who are, you know, who have higher interest rates or, or, or higher fees, but they're still allowing these people to get these houses. So as much as the, you know, this, this implementation of the stress test, mortgages are, uh, you know, these mortgages are still being written. The money's still, you know, being used and right. homes are still being bought. But they're just being bought with a different, um, you know, a different a, a different type of mortgage, yeah. right? So as much as you know, they did this to cool the housing market. You know, people are still finding a way to get money and get mortgage dollars. And instead of the money going into, um, you know, a secured financial institution, it's going to to be lenders or, or even private lenders, mm-hmm. which is which is a little bit harder to regulate and, and it's a little bit harder to keep track of what mortgage dollars are out there or what are you know you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, to that end, uh, statistics uh, in, in this article suggest that about forty nine percent of all outstanding mortgages were uninsured at the end of last year, up from thirty six percent just five years ago. So that means so the uninsured mortgage means that you have more than twenty percent down. Okay. So. Um, so what is it? 49% of all outstanding mortgages were uninsured at the end of last year, up from 36% five years ago. So more people are going in, in, in that conventional, um, the conventional mortgage getting, getting, so more people are having more money down. But I think this just shows that, that more people are moving from, from house to house and it's making it tougher for the first time home buyer. Right. Right. So the first time home buyer, like I said before, is getting crushed on, on, on these mortgage rules because they don't have that that buying power to save for that down payment um, as much as somebody who's living in a house, building that equity, and then transferring that equity over to a new property, and then, you know, getting their mortgage down that way. Right. A quick question before we go. Are um, credit unions uh, considered alternative lenders? N- not not necessarily. Okay. I would I would compare a credit union to to, uh, to a bank. I would I would still call them a um, an A lender okay. in terms of uh, um, in terms of a, a financial institution. Yeah. yeah. So you they're they're in that same that same ballpark. They just they just have different rules and regulations, right. but they're very, very, very similar. All right, lots more to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on nine hundred CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play and can find the Golfie team all over social media. Like them on Facebook 
at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. If you have an email question for the Golfie team, you can email questions at robgolfie.com. Send us an email with a topic idea or a question. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, we'll talk about uh, what impact will the slowing housing market have on our economy. But the CMHC is out with uh, somewhat of a, uh, a warning, I guess, <laughs> saying that uh, our markets are highly vulnerable. The uh, Canadian real estate markets are at a high degree of vulnerability, according to the Canada Mortgage and housing corporation should we be scared i don't know i mean <laughs> i uh, sounds I mean, like you don't believe that. I, I i don't i don't think so i mean we're we're dealing in the trenches like we're face to face with the people we're dealing with them they're going by numbers they're they don't meet with the public hmm. uh whoever's coming up with these numbers but they do have the stats um i i don't think so i think uh i think the economy is going to keep going rolling along and and if there's going to be there's going to be blur, uh, blurps and, you know, little slowdowns up, you know, like little tiny little bumps along the road, but not what they're saying. But right. I mean, but you know what, you know what it is when these guys come out with their little uh, forecasts, if, if they hit it, it's like, yes, yeah, I told you, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> but when like they don't. yeah, but, I mean, and, and uh, but I don't, um, I, I don't think it's as bleak as they think it is. Hmm. I, I think, I think they're just protecting themselves. Okay. I think there's, I think there's evidence and statistics that can show it it might be highly vulnerable but if they come out and say you know our housing market's good it's you know what i mean it's balanced it's where we want to be and all of a sudden something (laughs) something happens and um you know this allows them to kind of say hey you know we told you guys that it was you know, there was an area of concern. Whereas in this case, uh, <laughs> saying it's highly vulnerable, they, they always have that we told you so card. But yeah. if, it, if it's fine, if nobody, no nobody, one's going to go back exactly, to say, hey, remember like exactly. two years ago you said it was. Yeah. So they, they, yeah, have, like to, it's, yeah, it's, they have to be overly cautious. Well, and they're trying to go based on historic uh, trends. trends right. but And you can't because like if you go from the 1920s, the 30s, the 40s, I mean, they didn't have as much, uh, I don't think as much immigration as they do now. Uh, they didn't have wars going. Well, I mean, there's wars going on all the time, sure. but not at, at not the directly impacting we're not, us. We're not sending over, yeah. you know, fifty percent of the men of, the, of this country right. to uh, to Europe. Um, th- there's all all different dynamics. I mean, we're a lot smarter, but but we still we don't know what hap- what could happen. Like, look what happened in the U.S. Uh, and that was just like what five, eight years, ten years ago yeah. in 2008, and nine. They went through a, a hefty uh, problem, but. I mean, it, it's hard to predict, but I mean, they're 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 watching the market closely, and and I was just de- uh, talking to a family, uh, and they're newly immigrated here, and they bought a house within less than two years when they got here. I mean, mo- back then, a lot of like immigrants in the '80s didn't have money; they had to wait five, ten years because uh, they didn't come here with hardly any money. But now, people are coming here with money. Uh, the uh, CMHC saying that a lot of this is based on price acceleration so they're they're yeah. feeling that prices are going up too, too fast, fast. Yeah. now that was probably the case last year yeah this yeah. year though i mean we had the stats earlier in the show that well, i mean they're not climbing at, the, at record pace anymore. no they're not it's it's back to normal level and uh in some areas housing prices haven't moved at all like you, you know if you deal uh ancaster and burlington i mean it got to a point where it got too expensive now they're paying the price there's not as many buyers going out there because it's it's unaffordable so that has to get adjusted still but overall in in hamilton it, it's still uh at affordable level mm-hmm. you know so they're pointing to uh, obviously this has a lot to do with major markets but they're looking at ontario and bc in particular because well let's face it toronto and vancouver were two of the hottest markets on the planet um but they're basically saying that uh, both provinces had centers that were highly overvalued and possessed a high degree of vulnerability 
um, in Hamilton's case, uh, just looking at this chart in terms of they have five different columns, overheating, price acceleration, overvaluation, overbuilding, and overall assessment. In terms of Hamilton, we were moderate in the overheating category, which was from October 2017 to January 2018, so moderate in that category. Moderate in price acceleration, so even though we had uh, fantastic uh, uh, gains in terms of house prices in the earlier part of 2017, we're still in the moderate stage in terms of price acceleration. We are hot in terms of overvaluation, <laughs> so our homes are still overvalued at this point. Yeah, and they're saying, and they're saying they're, they're not, they can't build enough homes for for people. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know. So you got stats coming all over the place. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's hard to it's hard to figure out what it is really that's right. Yeah, uh, moderate in overbuilding and high in the overall assessment in terms of Hamilton. Most of the reds, I mean, we have two reds in terms of being hot. Uh, Victoria has a couple of reds. Vancouver's in there. Hamilton and Toronto. Elsewhere, it's either low or moderate. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, it looks like we're doing fine, but in terms of CMHC, uh, I guess uh, they're predicting uh, we're a little too hot. We're a little too vulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're okay. I think I think it's fine. It's just that they have to come up with uh, – they're paying some guy uh, to come up with these stats. <laughs> <laughs> to do some statistics. Uh, before the break, let's uh, talk about uh, breaking Canada's real estate addiction. Uh, apparently, we're addicted to real estate. Our economy has become excessively reliant on housing, and there's no easy way out. Realtors have made a lot of money. Governments have collected big land transfer taxes. Homeowners have seen their equities explode. But what's going to be the impact on the economy? I guess that's the big question mark. Everybody's making money, actually. And uh, I was just reading in the paper that um, um, these people that bought uh, a condo, I can't, I can't remember. I don't have it on me right now, but they bought a condo, and the builder uh, went bankrupt, and so they get their deposit back. But the this new- is the Connolly. No, this is a different this one. This is a different one. But, oh, jeez. But, but so this is a different. I think this is one in Toronto. Oh, okay. And so they wanted to sue the uh, the developer for a hundred thousand every. Every single Every condo tenant, owner, right. because now they waited and then it didn't get built, and they could have put their money on a different condo right. and they would have made a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. So they're doing a class action lawsuit. <laughs> so it worked out the hundred, I said one hundred and fifteen million that they wanted to sue for, because each homeowner, each buyer, uh, predicted that would have made a hundred thousand. So they kind of got messed up because of this building, right? So and lost a lot of time in the meantime. <laughs> lost lost a lot of time. So what happened is the new new developer comes in. He's uh, not honoring any of those contracts wow. because he knows he can get more money per square foot. So they're out the door. And so now these people waited and they could have had their money someplace else. Yikes. we got to run uh, one more segment to come. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like the Rob Golfie Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can find past episodes also on RobGolfie.com and 900CHML.com. Have a question for the Golfie team? You can email questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. In terms of Canada's real estate being so reliant on housing, I mean, it's always kind of been that way. 
whether it's overvalued or not, uh, you know, the real estate sector, the housing sector really drives this economy, right? Yeah, it has a, it has a huge ripple effect on 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 everyone. Um, all the way from, you know, the developers down to your 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 trades people. Yeah. I think it's it's um the furniture you know, companies, everything, uh, it's, it's appliances, uh uh, renovation companies, yeah. it's everybody, huge. It's it, it, huge. everything, realtors, when, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's when we saw the government getting involved and in, in putting in their their initiatives and and trying to cool the housing market. That's you know, they had to be careful and and not making sure that there wasn't an adverse effect that was going to happen to the economy. Um, and and we're seeing the same thing happen right now with interest rates. As as interest rates continue to rise, mm-hmm. this can this can have a, a, a you know a d- detrimental effect on the overall economy just yeah. because of how involved we are in, in, in real estate and how how it's a, one of our, the main drivers to our overall overall economy. Mm-hmm. And and you know we don't know where we're going to end up um, in terms of you know everybody's building, developing. Uh, you know a lot of developments are happening. A lot of people are unemployed. It's it's a good sign, but you know if if interest rates continue to rise and and it gets harder to buy a house, it's it's going to be difficult to see where where we're going to end up. Knowing what we know now in terms of most importantly interest rates because they're on on the way up. Do you think the government, at least here in Ontario, would have done what they did with the the stress test and with the foreign tax in Toronto if they knew that interest rates were con- going to continue to rise? And I'm not sure why they didn't know. Can you know interest it, rates are still going to go it, up? It's it's hard to tell. Um, the government they always seem to get in, but it's 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 too late by the time they get in, and then they and they. I, I don't know how to. How you to think they overreacted? That. That's what's sorry. Do you think they overreacted? Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, with the uh, like, they're worried about. Uh, what happened in the U.S. happening to us? Yeah. So they're they are they follow them, and the U.S. is always ahead of us, no matter what it is that's going on. So I mean, that's a good it's a good indication. Like it it, it is a good thing that they're doing, but I I don't think I here's my opinion. So we have the stress test, right? So um, you can aff- you can actually afford a bigger mortgage than what you're actually getting. But what happens is that guy. Uh, Canadians are, are, are going to borrow so- something from somewhere else. They're mm-hmm. going to go to their maximum level anyway. Yeah. So they're going to... So, okay, so they can afford a, a, a 4.5% uh, uh, interest rate on the mortgage, even though it's only 3 and a quarter or whatever. But so now they got this room that they can afford something else. So they're going to go out and buy that big right. truck or... Because they or, know they can afford or it. Or motorhome or, yeah. or whatever and, and go. And they're still going to be choked to the neck if, if things get bad because yeah. they're going to borrow from something else. They're going to borrow yeah. on the on buying a new boat, buying a trailer, new whatever car. it is. Yeah. They will borrow it. So, nice watch. So, so, so actually, they're better off not doing the stress test because they're not going to borrow on a higher interest rate on something else. So, it, but it's hard to tell. I mean, yeah. like you got all these guys that went to university and and uh, <laughs> you know that uh, took all these economic courses and everything, and everybody's going to put their two cents in. Yeah, and some of them are right and some of them are wrong. But I, I just, I, I don't know. Like it's, uh, you know, I mean, there. I, I'll tell you, I'm not saying I know everything, but I know they're a lot smarter than I am when it comes to that level of economics. But I'm like I said, just gotta I, be careful. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah. It's just you know you don't want to do something that's gonna have a major swing in the housing market. It's just. I, you know, I, there's there's going to be unintended effects mm-hmm. of it, I, and a lot of people. I, yeah, it's going to be it's going to it's going to affect a I, lot of people. I, yeah. So anyway, it's the way it goes. We got a couple minutes. You wanted to talk about uh, a speech you recently. Oh yeah, made. no. So <laughs> the um, Saint Jean. Uh, 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 is it Saint Jean de Brebeuf right. called me and asked me if I would speak to this entrepreneur class, 
And I never, I never did a, a public speaking or anything like that. So they wanted to see, you know, because they see me in, in the city, you know, with business and stuff, like mm-hmm. with the real estate. And when I went there, <laughs> I, I think I surprised them in a, in a positive way. So I told them about all the businesses I had in the past before I became a realtor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all my experiences with partnerships and, and economics and, and uh, you know, staying positive and all that kind of stuff. And... Uh, I, uh, I was. My understanding was that they were very Im- surprisingly impressed with the story I gave these kids, and 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 inspired them. And uh, hopefully that they become entrepreneurs in right. life. And I told them I had failures in, in past experiences, and I've had success in uh, you know businesses. And they were they were shocked. They were totally shocked. Hmm. They thought they were just going to hear about me getting into real estate. Right, and how to right, be, right. But I told them about my life story. And uh, it was uh, it actually uh, it was uh, it, it was funny how I I, I told the story because I showed all my business cards from the past. <laughs> Can't believe I still, <laughs> still have, have them. them. Yeah, I still have them. Yeah, it was good. It was good. They uh, they I hope they enjoyed it. They uh, it was good. That's good. Now Philip was saying that he looked at your speech and he was he wasn't impressed. <laughs> we were out for lunch the day before, <laughs> and he's kind of you know he's talking. To me, he's like, yeah, I got to go into this high school tomorrow right. and and say this speech. I go in front of like you know in front of a class or how many people? He goes, oh, you know the whole graduating class. Right. So it was like yeah, it started off as, it started, it started as a class, then they put an assembly together. <laughs> and he throws this paper across the table. I go, I go. This is what you're saying. Like, are you serious? So I, I just so what <laughs> so I so you did, made some tweaks. So no, so what happened was. Um, I'm up on stage with the microphone, and then I, I read the first paragraph, and then I just I, I just threw it, I threw it out. I went from the heart. I told the story from the heart. <laughs> it's the best way. That was the best way. Guys, thanks for coming in. We are back uh, next Saturday at nine with the Hamilton Real Estate Show right here on 900 CHML.